Today's episode is part two of our three-part series on narcissists. In this episode, we will discuss how male and female narcissists present differently. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Who Said You Have To, where we discuss how society dictates to us who we must be and how we must live our lives. In this podcast, we will also help you find ways to choose the life you want to live with no fear or judgment. My name is Tina Mason, and I am an emotional trauma intuitive and an expert in human communication, as well as how the human mind creates disease in the body. I am also co-owner and co-founder of Free Will Healing, where we strive to create a space for every human to heal emotionally, spiritually, and physically with no fear and no judgment. My name is Laura Schmidt, and I have been a nurse for 17 years. I am also a registered yoga teacher with 500 hours of training. My focus is teaching gentle yoga movements to help those who deal with chronic pain. My true passion, though, is aligning the chakras to create balance and harmony within. I am also co-owner and co-founder of Free Will Healing. Well, hello and welcome, everybody. Hello and welcome. So this is a second part of a series that we are doing on narcissism. Last week, we we covered all the traits related to narcissists versus actually being a narcissist versus being an (laughs) a-hole. And you can listen to that first episode on our podcast called Who Said You Have To? available on all platforms. Today, we're getting into the differences of male versus female. Correct. 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 Okay. So let's uh, just, we're just going to jump right in there. So first, let's uh, read the definition of NPD. A narcissistic personality disorder is a clinically diagnosed personality disorder characterized by grandiosity, a need for admiration, and a lack of empathy towards other people. Last week on our episode of Who Said You Have To? Part 1 of this three-part series, we discussed the difference between somebody who actually has narcissism and somebody who's just a jerk, somebody who's just not very kind, because there is a huge difference between the two. But this week, we want to talk about how male and female narcissists actually present completely different. And so to protect yourself, we know what we're dealing with, then we can know the red flags to look for. Exactly. We can (laughs) have tools to protect ourselves. We are going to discuss today the major differences in how a male narcissist presents and how a female narcissist presents. So, Laura, will you start us off? Yes. So the difference between male and female narcissists just as there aren't really innate differences between men and women's personalities, there aren't exactly innate differences between male and female narcissists. But the men and women are socialized differently and thus are more likely to develop specific personality traits. And these differences can be seen between male and female narcissists as well. So what does that mean? Basically, what that means is that the men and women, the the actual traits of or the condition of the symptoms of are exactly the same for male and female. The, The disease is the disease. What it's saying is because men and women are socialized differently, the actual signs that other people see the ways that we can identify narcissism in male or female, they're different. And we're going to talk about some of those differences. So like with uh, a male, when a male narcissist gets angry, they will tend to be more aggressive and explosive. And when a female narcissist gets angry, 
the way that they punish their victims is by withholding attention and affection. <laughs> you know, female narcissists will, they'll utilize the neglect or guilt as a form of control, whereas a male narcissist, they're more likely to utilize power and their status as a form of control. Yeah. The the base, uh, like Laura was saying, the base is the same. The, the point is control, right? That's what they're trying to obtain is control. It's just that they'll go about it two different ways. The male will try to bully his way through it. Mm -hmm. And the female will try to look what you're missing. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to be your friend. I'm not going to I'm not going to have anything to do with you. I'm not going to, I'm going to withhold affection. Yeah. So is this more though of a trait that the female or male narcissist portrayed? Uh, display with their partner or people in general? People in general. It's not like they're a narcissist at work, but at home, they're a great person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're always a narcissist. They always believe that they their needs should come uh, before everyone yeah. else's. You know, they don't they don't differentiate because they don't feel anything other than for themselves. Yeah. Because it seems to me almost because, you know, the narcissist to the outside world, they are this, oh my gosh, you're such an amazing person. Look how wonderful you are. So it seems like they would try to hide these uh, qualities, right? Like the the anger, displaying the anger. Um, and punishing them, like it says, withholding attention and affection. It almost seems like it seems I'm not mm -hmm. a, I'm not a specialist in narcissism. It seems like they would try to hide that quality. <laughs> well, but they're only going to do that to the people that they that have made them angry. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Think about it this way. The narcissist that you and I were discussing just earlier today, mm -hmm. does she treat her daughter worse than she does somebody she um, meets on the street? Oh, yeah. So someone she meets on the street, she's going to act like, oh, wow, hey, I'm this wonderful, amazing person. And because she can be kind in that arena, you know, because they haven't done anything to make her feel like she she doesn't she doesn't need control over them yet for anything, yet. Okay. you know, mm -hmm. but her daughter, she has to keep control over her daughter so that she is constantly under in, her in control. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just that word. Exactly. Yeah. So, Laura, if you will, yeah, I'll read the next one real quick here. It says another way both male and female narcissists gain control and affection is through codependent people. The psychoanalytic term for this is a narcissistic supply. It almost seems like they, oh. they got to go to the blood bank to get some <laughs> supply. Well, they are kind of like vampires, <laughs> yeah. though. Male narcissists will generally get their supply from romantic partners, but a female narcissist supply can come from her partner or her poor or children. I added that in there. Uh, the female narcissist sees her children as an extension of herself, whereas the male narcissist do not lean in this direction. Yeah, the female narcissist, from what I've experienced and seen, is always, you know, the children are the the pinnacle. Like, they have to be portrayed as the best children that there are. You know, right. they have exactly. all of these qualities uh, to the outside world. To right? the outside world. To the inside world. On the inside, they're filling them with guilt and, and, shame, and shame and embarrassment. Mm -hmm. And but to the outside, it, I can't imagine how confusing that is as a child to have your mother in witness public. her public, you know, just praising you and then getting home and telling them you're a little, well, little you know, shit. I was reading this. Um, I was reading this study that this institute did about narcissism because up until just here recently, most people don't really, you know, they always say that they don't really know who it is, like how is a narcissist created, you know? And the study I was reading was saying that they believe that narcissism is created by having a, um, a child having an environment where when they are, let's say they're good at sports, right? And their mom or their dad comes to every single 
game and they yell for them and they scream for them and they're just the greatest kid in the world and they're so proud of them. And then as soon as they get home, they're either belittled, uh, degraded or just completely ignored. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, the, the adolescent mind has a very difficult time understanding why, you know, an hour ago when we were in front of people, why were you so loving and affectionate towards mm-hmm. me? And I was the greatest kid in the world. And you made posters for me. <laughs> and then, you know, behind closed doors, I don't exist. So it's not even just a matter of physical abuse. Mm-hmm. It is the neglect. It's emotional, yeah. Yeah, it is the, the actual neglect of it. You know, uh, another thing I was reading about. <laughs> so it just it's very sad to me. It's just very, very sad to me that children are raised in an environment where they then have to, you know, don't have to, but they're the way that the human mind works, unless they get some serious therapy, then they themselves turn around and raise their children in that manner. Yeah, I and believe if, if, uh, till the age 12, after they're 12, 15, or, oh, it's 15, 15, 15, that is pretty much almost It'll impossible. Be yeah. Yeah. It's almost impossible after the age of 15. That's what the statistic says that once somebody becomes a narcissist, by the age of 15, if they have not gotten treatment, that they will most likely never be able to, they'll, they'll never seek treatment. Mm-hmm. So because uh, the- There's nothing wrong. Yeah, the whole, <laughs> you know, the classic symptom or the classic thing about narcissism is that they truly honestly believe that there is nothing wrong with them, mm-hmm. them personally. It's the rest of the world that is the issue. So therefore, you know, um, why would they need treatment? They need treatment? <laughs> it's the rest of the world that needs treatment, not me, you know. Another big t- difference between male and female is that the female narcissist, they like to be seen as like a martyr and um, or they're the virtuous victim, mm-hmm. you know, and their pain is greater than anyone else's pain. Their efforts are bigger than anyone else's efforts. Their suffering is more extraordinary than anyone else's suffering. <laughs> A man is more likely to exhibit this trait, but by being outwardly boastful, like instead of, you know, the woman saying, oh, I just love my children so much. And I was up until three o'clock in the morning making their little costumes and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I had to get up and two I, hours later. And I had to. Yeah. And I just, you know, uh, and a man would be more likely to say, yep, I'm just the best dad in the world because... Is that how narcissists talk? Yeah, that's how they do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's how you know if there's a narcissist in the room. Because they'll just go into that Texas accent. (laughs) (laughs) Laura and I are both from Texas, and so every now and then, I guess maybe that's where I ran into so many of them. So I just like uh, you know equate that um, accent. accent to the to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so anybody uh, anybody who's listening that would like to be on as a sure. guest and discuss yeah. um, any of this any of the things that we've already covered, or if you have a story of a big difference between male and female narcissist, mm-hmm. or just narcissist in general, yeah, or any questions, please feel free to request to be a guest. Yeah. Another thing I found interesting is the fact that it says that female narcissists are deeply insecure. That is, isn't that crazy? The way they portray themselves makes you think far from it. Well, yeah, because Mm -hmm. they 
always um, have to look flawless and yeah. be flawless. Yeah, it says that they, they become overly concerned with their physical appearance, you know. And there it says that the female narcissist is not genuinely interested in things like character and values unless it is used as part of her image. Some female narcissists will even place an emphasis on their children's image to help elevate their own. Which is, yeah, that's exactly what we were just talking about. <laughs> yeah. And that is another huge difference between male and female because whereas the you know, female is very concerned about her physical image and, and all of that. Male narcissists tend to be less in that arena. Mm -hmm. And it is more of like, well, of course I am. Of course I am handsome. Of course my hair looks great. Of course gotcha. I am. You know what I mean? They, mm -hmm. They're not as uh, focused. And I think that that also, again, socializing. When, when we were growing up, and I'm not going to tell you what year, but <laughs> but when we were growing up, you know, men, they got their hair cut and they washed and dried it. They may put a little gel in it. Women in the 80s, uh, for me, you know, I mean, your hair had to be curled and gelled Poof, and yeah. poofed and your makeup had to be perfect and you know your eyeshadow and your eyeliner and you know maybe false lashes and your outfit and whereas men it tend to be more you know they got up and got dressed and brushed their hair and went to school yeah so again it comes down to that socializing of the difference between male and female how they're socialized so the difference in how they present now yeah. whereas the male is just like i don't need to do anything and you're just going to accept that and the female is more look at how attractive i am yeah something that i'm noticing now though is uh i personally believe that social media itself is creating narcissism. All of these traits seem to be uh, posted on everybody's social media. They're they're all martyrs, right? They've all, oh, yeah, yeah. I've gone to the store and I've gone to the, <laughs> and I even cooked when I got, you know, there, it's all this complaining, the, the, the insecurities, the need for the attention, the, the need to put other people down and, and look at me, I'm better. The, um, you know, just being angry and, you know, the blocking of people and I, I'm guessing Im emotional immaturity, right? Right. And I'm not saying I cannot dis uh, diagnose them as a narcissist. I am not a, a psychologist, but it seems as if I, I believe social media is starting to create like a narcissistic pandemic. I don't know if anybody out there has an opinion about that. Um, and I could be totally off. It could be a different type of diagnosis. Because you can be anyone on social media because mm -hmm. you can filter your pictures. You can be anyone you choose to be. In doing that and not having to face your fears <laughs> and having, you know, you don't have to stand in front of a crowd of people because they see the outside, mm -hmm. right? They don't have to look within either to see Hey, because most people don't, you know, like, let's say I'm a I'm a garbage man and I'm not picking on garbage men because I'm very grateful for the gentlemen who come through our neighborhood once a week. But let's say you're a garbage man, but you assume that society is going to think that you are not of value because you're a garbage mm -hmm. man. Right. Instead of looking within and saying, you know what? I'm proud of what I do. I pay my bills. I take care of my family. A lot of times they will just say, you know, um, I am actually a real estate broker. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To try and pump themselves up to be, uh, because they think society will respect that. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that if he was in public and he was in his, 
you know, going to work, they would see the difference between a suit and his, you know, garbage uniform. uniform. Mm -hmm. And when you don't look within and you don't heal those things and find self-love, it definitely makes you more susceptible to things like narcissism and Mm -hmm. other uh, mental illnesses, actually. One of the things that we read about the difference between men and women was that women narcissists are fiercely competitive, which was interesting because I, it's, I, I know this, <laughs> but I feel like male narcissists are pretty competitive too, though. Yeah. And this one, I think it would be a, an even. I, I think it, yeah, I mm-hmm. agree with you. I think that it's really more the female narcissist. She desires to be the smartest, the prettiest, the most successful, the most charming woman in the room. But like we said, both male and female narcissists, they always circle the conversation back to their own experiences back to themselves. But there is another thing with with women, with female narcissists, if other women appear to be more interesting or make them feel, quote, threatened to not be the most amazing person in the room, mm-hmm. right? Women narcissists will start to use shaming tactics and they will try and get the, the, that other woman exiled from their social group. They'll do that to colleagues, to their friends, even to their own daughters. Yeah. It, that actually seems like our whole teenage generation right now. <laughs> but whereas men in that same situation, unless a man is, unless the man is actually challenged by mm-hmm. another man, like a man says, oh, you know what? I was there when you got that fish and it was not that big. Mm -hmm. They're not going to go after another guy or, you know, one of their peers Mm -hmm. unless they're challenged. Whereas a woman um, narcissist, just the just feeling like there is another woman in the room that is more interesting they're literally going to try and get them exiled out of there. Like, I mean, that's based off of their own insecurities. Killing off the competition, if yeah. you will, <laughs> which I think is um, that is a very kind of a scary thing. Yeah. Kind of a scary thing. What about so. this next one? Whew. I want to talk about mothers in particular. Because <laughs> she gets upset when I talk about her. Hi, Lele. Uh, the overbearing parent or mother-in-law. Right. <laughs> the female narcissist uh, of an overbearing and overcontrolling parent, the narcissistic mother-in-law will be jealous of her daughter or daughter-in-law. It says that they come to your home and start rearranging your furniture or telling you how to better care for your children without asking you for input. Yeah, I uh, I always get the, uh, I don't know how my kids have survived this long <laughs> because I'm doing it all wrong. So... It's interesting. So we have a we have a guest who would like to come on. So give her one second here. There we go. Hello. Welcome, beautiful lady. Oh, thank you. Hello, Tina and Laura. Yes. Love the accent. Where are you from, sweetie? Oh, um, (laughs) uh, London, England. Got you. My my, my mother is from Middlesex. Oh, really? Okay. So what do you have to share with us about narcissists today, beautiful girl? My gosh. So I was listening in on your conversation briefly yesterday. Um, I should disclose, I'm actually the founder of Wisdom. And from time to time. Well, I I love you. Thank you for inviting us. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining. And I was listening in on your conversation yesterday. And I was just like, I love these women because they don't hold any punches, just really witty and snappy and sarcastic. And then I was like, what? What? Wait, those aren't symptoms of narcissism, right? 
No comment. <laughs> like, you, know, you know us Brits, we, we love sarcasm. So <laughs> yes, I do. Us. Yes, I do. I was raised by, uh, a, not only <laughs> not only do I know sarcasm um, fluently, but I also, my mother could take myself and my siblings anywhere and people would start putting up their knickknacks and stuff. And my mom would say, oh, they won't touch them. <laughs> and we didn't <laughs> or they'd like they'd start bringing us toys or something and my mom would say they'll be fine they'll sit quietly and we would that that is so funny yeah i'm i'm i grew up as one if i have three other siblings and it was similar in that like we would go to like a department store and four of us would just find where we could sit and sit in a row and then the staff would be like are they okay? They're so <laughs> And everyone, we're all just sitting there crossing our hands like, yeah, we don't want trouble when we get home. So. Exactly. Exactly. We, underst- we understand the way of the English woman. Yeah. And it just, it just well, took I've got both of y'all beat. I got German mom. <laughs> a German mother who uh, lived in Argentina. Yeah. So we got a combo. Oh my word. And so no, I was listening in and yeah, I mean, you were, bouncing around so many topics and then um what you mentioned around social media and is that feeding uh sort of narcissism and then you mentioned uh women and narcissism and this trait that some people have where they need to make everything about themselves Mm. and when you share an experience and it's funny because like i have a have a very close friend and it took me many years to i didn't really want to mentally acknowledge her ways but once i allowed myself because you know you don't want to think ill of people once i allowed myself to accept i began to test it and it was always the case to the point where there would be little things like um okay let's think about mix cds right so before we had ipods and things like that you know music i think (laughs) it was a bit harder to procure especially in the uk whenever we wanted american music so she would always have the best mix cds in her car and i would say where did you get it from because maybe you would just you know buy it out of the back of someone's trunk or you know you had connectors and she would be like i'm in a very special music group and they don't like it (laughs) when you tell other people and i'm like but do they sell them for money (laughs) (laughs) she would do that she would also somehow she would always know everybody so if you want to ask you know oh do you know you know there's a somebody who does xyz she'd be like yes i know yes i know <laughs> i know and after a while i began to think how does she know everybody so what i would then do and I'll, I'll hop back up because I know the time yes, is expiring please. to finish yes, the story. Yes, I started to have to set her kind of little traps and tricks. So I would mention the person and then I would be like, do you know who they are? And then I would wait for her to say a name. And then when she didn't know the name, I was like, <laughs> well, it's this person. <laughs> oh, please come back on because we got stuff. <laughs> we have questions about this. Deo is coming back on in three, two, one. Good. Welcome back, beautiful lady. Thank you. And um, and as I was saying, so, and I know it sounds so, but just after many years of friendship, I was just compelled to mentally validate those things and, and and to the point where like i remember once and we met from lunch but i really remember all these things <laughs> we, <laughs> we, 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 
Dale, we, we, Laura and I bring that out in people. I'm just saying <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're energy healers. And so the whole point is to bring that negative trauma out and just release it. Okay. Let, let's release. Let me keep, let's going. release it. <laughs> she would always talk about charity. Oh, I do so much for charity. I give yeah. so much away for charity. Oh my gosh. I'm so charitable. I'm so charitable. I'm so charitable. My charity, my charity. <laughs> So that was, but then it was always in a very self, you know, you know, I'm like this, you know, I like to help others. And then I remember once we, we met up like for lunch, uh, from with working in the city of London, we met up for lunch, just chatting. And then she said to me, she just, she said to me, Oh, you've lost weight. Finally, after all these months you've been gymming, your <laughs> arms are smaller now. Well, you know, I used to be a ballerina when I was younger. So even though I'm a lot bigger now, I actually have a dancer's body. So if I had gone to the gym as much as you have, I would be much smaller now. Oh, oh my. <laughs> and I, was like, I didn't even ask her. Oh my goodness. And then, and you know, are you like, understanding now that she's a narcissist? I am now. And, 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 and it's sad. And I need to kind of reconcile it because the way eventually, eventually my coping strategy just became distance. Just because it's not a conversation I'm ready to have. I know this, several other people know this, but I'm not going to make it my burden to bear the news. And she's also blessed by having like the most amazing, loving parents, which I think doesn't help. And that of course, parents are amazing and loving, but to them, she is amazing. Everything their child does is like- Yeah, it's said that the best way to deal with a narcissist is to not. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong. Yeah, just to eliminate that there's, they will never see that they are because yes. they are amazing. The the episode we did last week and we hadn't started on wisdom yet, so it's not on here. But the um, our part one of this series, we talked about the differences between being a narcissist or an asshole, because sometimes people are just jerks. The difference is what's the come from? Is the come from I've been hurt in the past and so I'm scared to step out of my comfort zone. So I'm going to, you know, uh, out of fear, I'm going to strike out at people. Or is it that I believe true wholeheartedly that I'm just better than you? And that's the difference between a narcissist and somebody who's just a jerk. And so because a narcissist by the age of 15, you you can't really help them. But somebody who's a jerk, you can because people are not born jerks. People go through experiences that create fear in them, that create sadness. People are not damaged. People are not broken. Cars get broken. Items get damaged. Humans are sad. Or hurt. They're yeah. sad. They're hurt. They're scared. And we can help people through that by being a good friend, by being a loving human, by bringing light into this world. A narcissist, you can't help them, but you can help yourself because every time I bet that you deal with that girl, every time that you are around her, you leave feeling like you are somehow less. Your light is a little bit dimmer. And you, beautiful lady, I'm going to tell you something. You are going to change this world for the good Surround yourself in that positive, loving light because that's just who you are. You owe her nothing. What has she truly earned from you? Oftentimes, we spend so much time saying, well, but I've known him since I was 10 years old. Yeah, but knowing somebody doesn't give them ownership of you. You're worth more. How are you going to show the world that they're worth more if you won't stand for you? 
you owe her nothing. You don't have to have that conversation. Thank you. And and I, I agree. And, and it's interesting in that, and the way with this particular friend, she balances this behavior by being a generally a very good friend, a very loyal friend, shows up for your occasion, shows up to help. Of course, it makes her feel good to do those things like good right. and me, gives very great gifts. And, and and it's like she she balances those things. But to your point, I just think like after a number of years now, there's just this, um, th- there is some distance. And now I just kind of, I, I just, I just sometimes call her out on things or I just don't necessarily <laughs> indulge in certain things. So like now I'm not going to let you pretend that you know everyone who I know. I'm going to be like, oh, do you know this person? Pause, silence. No, I don't. Okay. Well, it's this. Whereas before... You know, she would just be able to kind of jump in and, oh, the, the, the me, 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 me thing. It, it's very exhausting. And then something I did eventually realize as I then became, she became very close to my circle of friends. I became reasonably close to her circle of friends. And then I realized that, that amongst her core, and these are like, you know, the day ones. So right. The people from maybe primary school, you know, growing up. I realized in her close circle of friends, she was like the lead actor. And everyone else was a supporting cast member. And whether it was the lead actor, and this is kind of what what you were speaking about earlier when I was listening, whether it was the lead actor in terms of maybe the fashion, the makeup, or the wardrobe, or the car-driven, or the type of social life, she was so clearly the, the lead, and then everyone was playing second fiddle but it was like an acknowledged thing to the point where i know once i think they all went on like a weekend break to like somewhere in italy like one of those you know long weekend three four days and because she wanted to buy something from the gift store everyone missed their return flight back (laughs) i wasn't there so then afterwards when they came back one of the girls said to me well the reason we actually missed the flight was because she insisted on getting something from the gift store. But then she swore me to secrecy. She said, you cannot repeat it. You cannot say it. That's why I'm like, what point are you at where you make your friends miss a flight and you, you nobody can even be honest with her? And you guilt them about it. Well, you know, I, the thing is, is that um, that was control. It, it It's like she felt like I am a value. If I can make all of these people miss their flight just for me, that's control. How much control does she have over them? Because I'm sorry, I'm leaving my husband behind if I'm going to miss a flight. <laughs> and both of my kids are over the age of 18. So sorry, ladies, you either roll quicker or your ass is staying behind. Yeah. And basically, is, is your life better having her in it or not? Yeah, that's really what it got. Not socially, yeah. no, but no, no. spiritually, emotionally within you. Do you receive enough positive that the negative is worth it and because you're conditioned uh, you've known her for so long you're going to say yes but i'm going to tell you if you truly look at it how you feel the next time you speak to her i want you to just feel what you feel in your stomach when you walk away thank you for that i have some thinking to do we currently meet up twice a year but i probably have rather than Several you just times a week. you just let Laura and I know when that's going to be because uh, her and I'll join you and we'll help you handle the whole thing. We'll be in your ear. <laughs> All, right. All right, Tina and Laura, really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you. you. Well. We loved it as well. And thank you for your app. It's amazing.
So what a what a wonderful surprise! Yes, what a wonderful surprise. So anybody who missed it, that was um, Deo, and she is the creator and founder of uh, Wisdom. So everybody, a great a round of applause for her. I think there's a little applause button. There you go. Oh, there we go. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> we don't have it on our side. Yeah. I'd love to hear from somebody if they have that overbearing mother-in-law or uh, mother that. If either one of my daughters calls <laughs> or one of my let, kids, let me just tell you, there's going to be a problem. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just curious. Um, because I always wonder about that person that comes into your home and thinks they need to change or run something new in your home. I never knew of it being the narcissistic trait per se. Yeah. But apparently it was. <laughs> While we're waiting on anybody who might want to chime in, on, chime that. in on that, there are some really big mis- And Lance, you can't call in. Lance, do not. <laughs> if that is... Okay. No. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Goodman. Dr. Goodman is going to be with us. Hello, handsome. What can we do for you? I don't know now. I'm, 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 I'm a speechless. <laughs> <laughs> well, a handsome man like you probably doesn't have to do a whole lot of talking. You have to double speak. <laughs> Quite a while on that one. <laughs> what you got to share with us, sir? At, at was thinking about uh, nursing is uh, uh, my sister, I mean, I love her dearly, but yes, she have this attitude of coming over and just want to cook, take care of everything, and, uh, and take over the house, tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just like, first I she looked at her. She's doing that because she doesn't think you're capable enough, or she's doing it out of the, the motherly way? Uh, the controlling way. Yeah, trolling way. Okay, she's she wants you to know that she could do it better. Oh yes, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. she refused to really get her own place, but she wanted to stay in the other uh, six of us houses, and you know we sort of like just uh, dealt with her until we just got tired of her, you know. And I just uh, since being the big brother, I just uh, told her where to get off at, you know, and she thought I was being mean. <laughs> So it's it's all in the presentation. If you say get the hell out, you stank, then yes, that that tends to not go over well. But when you say no, you may not speak to me that way. That's usually a better way. And if they continue and say what what way, you know, because that's a that's a big thing a narcissist will do is they'll turn it back around on you and say, what way? I'm not doing anything. That's when I always say you and I are both fully aware of what you're doing. Why don't you go away for a while and think about it? And if you realize what you're doing and you're ready to talk about it, you feel free to contact me. It's a, yeah. it's just a constant turning it back on, giving it back to them of, no, I'm not taking ownership of your behavior, nor will I allow you to have that behavior in my space. I guess I was being too nice because I got her a place, apartment, one bedroom apartment, actually it was a studio, you know, paid to, it was just two hundred dollars a month, so I paid for a half a year. She told me I quit talking to me. Didn't want me uh, thinking I didn't want her around. I said, no, I want you to be on your own. You know, you you <laughs> run everybody else's house. No. You're like, I want you to be around, but just Christmas and Thanksgiving. If that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I a lot of times I think people get in that same situation, Robert, is that they feel like they have gained this relationship with 
you know, this narcissist and that they, that they owe this narcissist something because of that friendship. When you really look at the friendship and you realize, mm, but I've been doing all the work. I've been, or as a family member or any kind of relationship really, but I've been doing all the work. What have they earned from you? Well, nothing because human, we are human beings. Nobody owns us. We have a right to say, look, I just don't want you in my life anymore. I don't like the way you treat me. And I don't have to explain it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to explain anything. <laughs> See what I'm I, I know. Bottom line, pretty much all of us did the same thing. You know, hey, she got her own place. Matter of fact, got a nice house. You know, and they haven't invited us over there yet. <laughs> well, be and and so be grateful. I was gonna say, why don't you say? Why don't you say thank? Maybe you should send a thank you card. I did that too. <laughs> Even sent some cookies. There you go. There you go. Well, I think that I think the anthem for for narcissism is uh, as in Carly Simon's words, nobody does it better. <laughs> <laughs> Make me feel sad for the rest. There you go. So awesome. Well, we're yeah. about to lose you here, sir, but you have an amazing rest of your day. And thank you, you so too. much for being a guest on our show. And good luck with, with the sister. Yeah, good luck with the sister. <laughs> we were going to talk about this, some misconceptions about male versus female narcissists. One of the biggest misconceptions is that female narcissists don't exist, that a narcissist can only be a male. I think just like when Deo called, you know, she was sitting there listening to the description of the female narcissist Mm -hmm. and she's like, I know one of those, (laughs) you know, and it's because we've been told our whole life that this is how narcissism presents and they've only shared the male characteristics, Mm -hmm. whereas I think the women are more vicious. Oh, (laughs) ooh, yeah, Yeah, I'm thinking so. Uh, a lot of uh, one of the misconceptions is that female narcissists are not violent or emotionally abusive as their male counterparts. But that is because most of the time, if, if you're just percentage wise, their victims are going to be male, right? The female narcissist. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that the men, they're not going to speak up because they're embarrassed or they have feelings of shame that they were being degraded. And, you know, I totally get that. There's so many men who who have been raped, who have been sexually assaulted, have been abused physically, emotionally. They tried to get help and they were shamed about that. And shame on you for shaming them because everyone deserves to have help. Mm-hmm. Even the narcissist deserves to have help if they truly want to acknowledge that they have an issue and they truly want to get better. They deserve that. It's just very rare that they ever go into that space of mm-hmm. wanting to. And, you know, female narcissists are just as rageful and just as contemptuous and will bully just as much as a male narcissist. There is literally, there's no difference in that. They just go about it in a much different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While a male narcissist might be more outwardly recognizable, female narcissists do exist, which you were just saying. They tend to be more manipulative socially and can be just as vindictive as the male. Mm -hmm. And I've lived and had to endure both sides, female and male. I can't say that one is better or worse. Mm. They both have traits that I had to get away from. Right. (laughs) I could not accept them in my life. It was 
damaging emotionally. And even though I consider myself a pretty strong person mm -hmm. and I'm not one to keep quiet or take the bullying, it's like, why am I submitting to this? Why am I allowing it? Exactly. Bye, and, Felicia. And I am going to tell everyone on here, every single person that is listening, you have met a female narcissist. And I'm going to tell you who it is. Are you ready? I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to go back to, hmm, see, junior year in high school. Okay. And I want you to think about that most popular girl in the whole entire school, the one who made fun of every other girl, the one who always had to be the center of attention, the one who belittled everyone. Narcissist. <laughs> In the making. <laughs> Baby narcissist. Yeah, and they're always the victim. Always. Very always. jealous. Very competitive. Yep. The See, I was competitive, though, but I'm... I don't have any of the other, not any of the other, but I've had a few. And that's something we had to point out last time. Like I had a few traits here and there and I was like, oh my gosh, am I a narcissist? But apparently they have each of these traits. Right, right. I mean, because traits of being a narcissist, every human has the ability, has, has, has the ability to have all of them because sometimes we just have a bad day. Mm -hmm. I wonder, I wonder, and I wonder if as an adult, because, you know, it says that you're raised and by the age, um, you know, 15, usually it's established. Right. right. Um, I wonder if you can convert. Have you read or studied anything about that? I don't I don't, I don't think know. I understand what you're asking. If by at 30, can I become a narcissist? I'm not 30. But. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> you can become a narcissist at any at point. Any point. Okay. I wasn't absolutely. sure if personality wise, you're already established and this is pretty much who you are right. versus, you know, at 40, some major event happens and you convert into a, into a narcissist. Right. I don't know. Well, no, you absolutely can become a narcissist a narcissist at any point in your life. It is just the the way that the human mind works that by the age of 15, if somebody is on that path, mm -hmm. by the age of 15, if they have not gotten treatment yeah. for that, the likelihood of them getting it is, I think we said yeah. on our last one, was half a percent. Yeah. And like you said earlier, you're like assholes or jerks aren't born that way. Narcissists really aren't Born. It's not a chemical imbalance. No, no, no. It it's, it's not like a like a psychopath. Yeah, yeah they're not born. Just that clarifying, way. you know, yeah. that it wasn't that they're not born. Thank you, way. Lance, for pointing it out. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> just kidding. I love you, Laura's husband, Lance, who is an amazing human and has had a great deal of experience with narcissistic women. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> the others. He is helping us with quality control and fact checking. So mm -hmm. when we are, as we are learning about this, our second wisdom, wisdom mm -hmm. live cast, I guess he is helping us with that. And he wanted, wanted to, to point, point out yeah. that I had said that, uh, or I had implied yeah. that they were born that way, but they're not. People become jerks over time because of experiences, yeah. because of trauma. Well, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Narcissists just hurt because they can't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're going to start wrapping up here. But Laura and I own a, a business called Free Will Healing in St. George, Utah. It is a holistic healing co-op. And we have a lot of really great, amazing practitioners here as well as we also do two podcasts. We do The Oracle and The Warrior. And we also do Who Said You Have To. Uh, who Said You Have To comes out on Tuesdays mm -hmm. and Oracle and the Warrior comes out on Fridays. Uh, we also have Oracle and the Warrior on here. And normally the uh, what we 
are going to start doing. The Oracle and Warrior that we do on here will then go on our regular podcast okay. platform mm -hmm. as well. And this episode that we're doing here today, this one will actually be a continuation of... Who said you have to? Who said you have to? Because this is part two. If you don't catch us next week for part three, please... Feel free to just look up our Who Said You Have To podcast on any podcast provider and you can listen to part three. I wanted to add one last thing. I would like to dedicate this episode to somebody who is the farthest from a narcissist that you could possibly get. My beautiful Aunt Pat passed away Saturday. I know that she is looking down and I just want her to know that I love her, and that I am so grateful that she gave me my identity. We love you exactly as you are. Peace. Tina and I know the things discussed today are not what society has taught us to believe, but I choose to believe in my own ability to see what is truth and what is not truth. I challenge you to join us in believing your own ability to find your truth, not what society has dictated you must believe to be accepted or loved. The truth is you are loved exactly as you are, right here, right now. No human is more vital than another. You matter. And you have the free will to walk your own path with no fear and no judgment. So, Laura, do you want to tell these wonderful people how they can help us keep the lights on and keep this show coming? Of course. Please visit our show notes, and there's a link to our Patreon account there. If you have suggestions for topics that you would like us to cover or you have a question, please feel free to contact us via email at who said you have to at gmail.com. If you would like to know more about free will healing, Tina or me, visit our website at www.freewillhealing.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. Reviews are how we grow our listenership and allow everyone the courage to think for themselves with no fear or judgment. Please check the show notes for all of our Who Said You Have To social media links on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube where you can follow or subscribe to get updates for any upcoming events or personal appearances near you. Laura and I encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, who, who said, said you have to? Have to?